Hey, what is up, guys? Welcome back to Crave F1 Podcast, your weekly dose of everything Formula One. So, today, we have quite a bit to talk about, right? Mostly, we'll talk about the important stuff tomorrow after the, after the race, but we do still have to talk about a lot, um, after quality, after the practices, ahead of the race, and but just to, just so you guys know what to look forward to tomorrow, there's some really important to- topics that we have to talk about, so I'll just quickly address them just to give you some notion of what we'll talk about, but basically, the important things are Christian Horner talking about the necessity of change in budget prices. There's a huge battle going on right now between Christian Horner and Frederick Vasseur, right, from Alfa Romeo, and Christian Horner from Red Bull, and it's a whole issue about increasing the the budget prices and, well, seeing how the F1 and FIA are sympathetic to this inflation surcharge and what needs to happen in order for these changes to actually take place, right? So it's just a whole mess, and we'll talk about it tomorrow. The possibility, second thing, the possibility of a Formula One race in New York City. We'll also address that. The tension between, I was going to mention this tomorrow, the tension between Zach Brown and Ricciardo because of his harsh criticism, but I think we'll just address it today, you know, screw that. And after today, you know, the disappointment that Ricciardo, you know, qualified really low and yeah um so i think it's better to address that today and lastly this one is absolute madness like this is actually crazy which is bernie ecclestone right the former chief executive of the f1 group he was arrested in brazil for illegally carrying a gun like they just found a gun in his suitcase well and he was gonna board a private jet so that and then he was arrested which is absolute madness but yeah those are basically the news for you guys to look forward to tomorrow but now let's get on to the practices and the qualifiers right all right so first things first what we witnessed during practice was a huge amount of bouncing on the Mercedes car. Hamilton was extremely unpleased. And I th- this this issue actually got better overnight from um, FP1 F- and FP2 to FP3 and Quali, right? Th- they fixed the issue like quite a bit. But during the first three practices, it was insane by the looks of it. And yeah, that was the first thing. And Ricciardo crashed in FP2. For those of you guys who uh, didn't see that. And there was a whole drama with the engineer. Because the engineer apparently um, asked how the car was before of asking how he was. But I don't think that's um, that's like a fair statement. I do believe that the engineer had not seen that he had crashed. And so that's how he why he asked about the car. So I don't think it's fair to say that the engineer, you know, just doesn't care about him and is more worried about the car. But there was that huge, huge issue, everybody on Twitter and everything that was blowing up. But, you know, just stating that right there. And something I really like is that Senna's S, 
will now have a permanent place in McLaren's car, for those of you guys who didn't see that news. So that's really exciting. I mean, especially for us, you know, Brazilians that love Senna, love Formula One. That's like amazing news. Just a little, you know, FYI over there. Oh, and by the way, I will talk about some interesting, very interesting facts um, at the end of the podcast, which a lot of people find very important, right? Superstition and all of that. And ahead of the race tomorrow, there's some, you know, some things that can really change your perception of who's going to finish in what place and who's not going to finish and all of that. But I'll wait until the end to mention these things. Right now, I'll just continue giving the overview of the um, free practices and all of that. But this, by the way, these free practices were absolutely crazy. Um, were crazy because there were so many fines and so many things gone wrong. And I mean, I'll just give you a brief list of everything. But Tsunoda was basically uh, fined for speeding in the pit lane. He um, received his fourth reprimand of the season. And this time for um, unnecessarily impeding Kevin Magnuson at turn 10. And I believe on the 5th he'll be sanctioned. But I will double check on that. And another thing. Mick Schumacher had transmission issues. Ended up blocking the entire pit lane. That was in um, free practice 1. But that was kind of a weird situation. And... Bottas had gearbox issues in free practice one. So that was actually, you know, really interesting. I mean, there's so many disappointment going in, like, with certain teams um, ahead of this race. I even post, I'll talk about that later, but I even posted a graph um, about Alfa Romeo and Haas and, like, the high um, expectations that people had for them according to data and analysis and everything. I posted that on my Twitter as well. But it was just disappointing, you know. So, anyway, I'll talk that a bit more, you know, in depth in a minute. Um, in free practice three, Yuki Tsunoda crashed. And, I mean, once again, right? Yuki Tsunoda got fined. He got reprimanded. Fourth, um, he crashed. I mean, it's just not a pleasant weekend for Yuki Tsunoda, right? Hopefully he can... Do something tomorrow to better the mood, but yeah, not exactly um, good for him. Joe Guan Yu got his fourth warning, this time for impeding Verstappen, and he got a 10,000 euro um, fine. Sainz was strongly reprimanded for the incident with Stroll, and he was fined 25,000 euros. Um, Sergio Perez was warned for impeding George Russell and received a $10,000, uh, I mean, 10,000 euro fine. And also, um, Sebastian uh, Vettel was fined for speeding in the pit lane, right? Oh, yeah. And another thing that's interesting is that Charles was, um, so Leclerc, right, was leading in FP1 and FP2, and actually in quali as well. But in FP3, Checo had the best time. So that was very interesting. And, I mean, I'm kind of excited about tomorrow. I was, right, until what happened to Checo, so I hope they can fix that. Since we're talking about Checo, let's talk about Quali. So for those of you who didn't see it, Checo crashed in the last lap of Quali. Really bad crash, destroyed his entire rear of the car. And and then 
um, signs didn't see him I, I mean he didn't see the flags the flags were all, all over so I, I don't know how he didn't see it but he didn't see the flag turned couldn't break in time and crashed into uh, Checo as well so Checo completely destroyed his rear I believe his right side his right tire certainly damaged I don't know if there was any front wing damage um, hopefully not for him and for the engineers that are that are gonna be staying overnight but yeah, and signs probably damaged his um, left rear. I mean, there are not any updates at this point that I'm recording this. There are not um, updates about these two things. So, you know, the exact details, I'm not 100% sure. But from the video footage, that's what we can uh, infer, right? But yeah, oh yeah, and for tomorrow, for the race, actually, the weather prediction um, states that there is a high probability of rain at 80%. In this moment that I'm recording this so that can change but with rain things become more exciting so that'll be um, really great but about other crashes Alonso also crashed in his final quali lap he just lost concentration and just you know um, break too late and ran into the barriers right and he damaged the entire front of the car so that was um, quite unpleasant for him right but okay let's talk about the disappointing parts of these qualities and these free practices and these teams and everything ahead of tomorrow's race so for those of you guys that are interested in statistics as well and these um just these interesting news i do recommend follow me on twitter because i do post some really interesting articles or repost i should say but let me just talk about them right now here in the podcast. One of them was about the per performance of a car through Barcelona's final sector, which is generally considered a good indicator of how um, it will perform in Monaco because it's a sequence of medium and low speed runs, right? So, uh, so it's um, medium and low speed turns. So it's very similar. And actually in that study, Ferrari got first place <clears throat> Red Bull second, Alpha Romeo third, Haas fourth, Mercedes fifth, McLaren sixth, Alpine seventh, Alpha Tari eight, Aston Martin ninth, and Williams tenth. Right? So that was the ranking. But it's it was really encouraging because Alpha Romeo third and Haas fourth. Absolute crazy. And the second study that um, I found that's very interesting is the time lost in the final chicane per team right same thing also in barcelona and the team that lost the least time was alfa romeo which is crazy and then second ferrari followed by red bull mclaren and haas and finally mercedes alpine alfatari aston martin and williams right but anyway why am i saying this because alfa romeo looks amazing and it was just very disappointing if you look at um, the quality so let's talk about the positions right in quality um, Charles and Carlos both Ferrari drivers got p1 p2 Sergio Perez and Max Verstappen p3 p4 Lando Norris p5 um, followed by George Russell Alonso Hamilton Vettel and Ocon filling the positions of the remaining of P10. 
And then the final 10, Yuki Tsunoda, Val Tribadas, Kevin Magnuson, Danielle Ricciardo, Michael Schumacher, Alexander Alban, Pierre Gasly, Lance Stroll, Nicholas Latifi, and P20, Joe Guan Yu, right? So basically, the Alfa Romeo drivers got P12 and P20, Valtteri Bottas and Joe Guan Yu. And that is very, very disappointing. I mean, there were other disappointments, which we'll talk about in a second, but Bottas, he's been qualifying so well. And he qualified P12 in in a track that is was highly um, the core strength of Alfa Romeo, right? It's slow speed um, corners, slow to medium speed corners, and which makes Monaco an ideal track, right? And they did very poorly. Oh, and by the way, I would like to mention that the data that I have is based on the quality of Barcelona and not the race itself, right? Just um, important to mention. Um, but anyway, continuing our tour through the disappointments of this weekend up to now, let's talk about Daniel Ricciardo, right? Or Ricardo, however you want to say it. But it's just... This is very sad to me because I really like um, Daniel. I think everybody likes Daniel. I mean, I don't think there's anybody who doesn't. He's just like a really good person or seems like it anyway. So it's just sad to see him like struggling so much. And and there's like this huge beef with Zach Brown, which spared no comments about his poor performance. I'll tell you that. But it's just a whole mess, really. And I really hope that he can, you know get his stuff back together and and do well because I mean Lando Norris got P5 and he got P14 so obviously that is like a huge discrepancy even if he you know still um, does worse than Lando I mean that's not a problem as long as it's not so drastic but it's been really drastic recently and that's like that's an issue continuing through our road of disappointments well, let's talk about has right which is also similar to Alfa Romeo. They were, you know, expected, there were high expectations for them to improve and do well, especially in Monaco. And they did very poorly, right? Kevin Magnussen got P13. Schumacher got uh, P15. So very, um, very disappointing, really. And Williams, same thing, right? I mean, we never expected much from Williams, but the way... Albin was racing recently got really got our expectations like up so I think that was a mistake because now it's back to normal enough about the disappointments right now let's talk about some amazing things and then we'll go into the facts right so now let's talk about some of the surprises positive surprises and then we'll go into the interesting facts and see what you guys think about that if that changes your opinion on anything but the two main um performances that i would talk about that i would like is first i mean we already talked about charles and science i think that's great i mean i'm actually happy to see carlos back on his feet you know p2 that's great and but that's not what i was going to mention right what i was going to mention is fernando alonso P7. I mean, he, he did crash in the last quality lap, so I don't know if his car will be, you know, 100%. Hopefully it'll be. But, you know, great stuff from him. 
and and then Sebastian Vettel. Oh my God, Sebastian Vettel P nine with an Aston Martin. That is just insane. That was brilliant performance, and this this leads me into the start of our facts, which are extremely interesting, and this amazing performance by Sebastian Vettel P nine with an Aston Martin. And this brilliant performance by Sebastian Vettel will leave me, will lead me to talk about and start the interesting facts, right? So the first fact that has to do with Sebastian is that every time that he raced in Monaco and every time that he finished the race in Monaco, he finished in the top five. So we'll see, you know, what happens tomorrow. I mean, getting top five with an Aston Martin is really rough I mean I wish him good luck but you know nonetheless he's done this this his whole career so let's see what happens and yeah second interesting fact Charles has never finished a race in Monaco that is quite like a sad fact to be honest because I mean he's a Monegasque and people love him over there so I mean you know, that sucks for him. So hopefully he can, you know, win this one. I would also like to see Checo win. I don't know who'd be best, you know. It'd be happy to see, like, Charles win his first race in his home country and all of that, home fans. But also Checo, amazing, right? Especially with those stupid team calls last week, and that just pissed me off. So hopefully he he deserves this win, you know. He deserves this win. And but anyway, continuing on with the um, interesting facts, another fact I just learned it this week. This one I didn't know. It's so interesting, which is Max has won the last three races, but never in his career has he won four consecutive races. So that just that's just mind blowing. And like he was doing really poorly. Like he was struggling with his car um, this weekend, and I don't know what will happen tomorrow, but. From the looks of it, even uh, Sergio will be ahead of him. And, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. He, he, he qualified well, you know, P4, just behind the two Ferraris and Checo. But, you know, by the looks of it still, I mean, I think it's highly probable, or not highly probable, but highly possible that if he continues to struggle, Lando could possibly pass him and uh, George as well but we'll see you know he's an amazing racer obviously everything could change he's struggling this weekend I'm not sure why but nonetheless he is and but those are the facts that I had and though that's all the information that I had so hopefully you enjoyed this tomorrow we'll talk about the race everything that happens hopefully it'll be a crazy amazing race you know full of things for us to talk about and we'll get back to the topics that I was talking about before, right? The Christian Horner and Frederick Vasseur um, dispute, possibility of a race in New York, um, the tension at McLaren, Bernie Ecclestone's arrest in Brazil, all of that good stuff. And so, yeah, thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you guys tomorrow.